everyone. I'm Leslie Martinez, and you're listening to Your Joyful Order Podcast. Each week, I will bring you joyful stories that will motivate and inspire you, and at the same time, bring order to your everyday life. Let's just say the show will be a mixture of preaching and teaching with a kick of motivation from your girl here. Welcome to Your Joyful Order Podcast. Have you heard the exciting news? Y'all, I just released a journal and it's available on Amazon for you to pre-order today. It is a gratitude goals and prayer journal. And I promise you this practice, if you do it daily, will transform your life. It is a practice that I have been doing for the last several years. And I have really, really seen the growth from me in so many different areas of my life because of the simple practice. So I wanna encourage you, if you want to grow, if you want to pursue your dreams, your goals, if you want to be more grateful, if you're struggling and finding the good things in life right now, grab this journal and make it a discipline for you to do it each day. Wake up, start your day with gratitude, start your day focusing on the goals that you have and say a short prayer that is going to just get your day off right. Your Joyful Order Journal is available now on Amazon. Check the show notes to get the link to shop now. Welcome back to another episode of Your Joyful Order podcast. I'm your host, Leslie Martinez, and just thank you for being here today. Thank you for listening. Thank you for showing up and thank you for hitting play on this episode right here. Today, we're going to talk about knowing and understanding your capacity. And for you that hit play, this is probably something that you really need in your life right now. You're probably feeling overwhelmed. You're feeling stressed. And if you're a mom, (laughs) you're like waving the white flag saying, help me, get me out of here. My cup is very full. I cannot take on any more. Well, you're in the right place. We're going to talk a little bit today on knowing the art of saying no, of knowing and understanding your capacity, working within what your capacity is, also managing your energy levels and the pros and cons of doing so. So we're also going to touch upon how to determine what your capacity really is. So are you ready? Let's dive in. Now, the first thing that I want to talk to you about, and if you want to go maybe pause even right here and take notes, this will be a good spot. But the first thing that you need to know in understanding your capacity, learning to say no. This is the biggest challenge that a lot of people have, especially us people pleasers, especially us moms, especially us that just want to have our hands in everything. Knowing to say no is a huge challenge for us. Now, I want us to kind of look at some of the more common challenges in saying yes to everything because it often can quickly lead to burnout for us. So, When should we learn to say no? And this is where we're going to kind of go. I'm going to take you like step by step here. And I want you to know and understand these steps. So one is learning to say no. How do we learn to set no? You have to set your priorities. Now, I also am going to refer to priorities as like your pillars. So it's very crucial for you to set your priorities straight. Now, when I say pillars, 
I'm going to share with you what my pillars are because my priorities slash pillars, I created kind of pillars for my life. And if what I am being asked to do does not fall within any one of like my four core pillars, then I oftentimes will look and evaluate and say, I don't think I'm going to say yes to this. I think I'm just going to say no. So for me, my pillars are my faith, my family, um, my health and joy. So whatever it is that lands within those pillars, so to say, it's a priority for me. So is this going to add or take away from my relationship with God? Is this going to add or take away from my time with my family? Is this going to bring me joy? Is this good for my health? Those are the four pillars that I have in a place. And those are my priorities. Now, oftentimes we can overcommit and we can, you know, kind of get drained because we are overcommitting ourselves. We're saying yes to too many things. That's where we need to come back to our priorities or our pillars. And we need to say, does this opportunity align with my priority? And if it doesn't, you need to say no. But sometimes we can even often overcommit in the things that do line up in our priorities and our pillars, and it can hinder the quality of our work. And that's where you need to look at, am I overcommitting myself? And you need to recognize when you've reached your limit or your capacity, and you need to have conversations with people. Maybe, maybe it's a simple, you know, decline of an event or no, I can't do that. No, I can't take on this task. No, I can't photograph your quince. Um, that coming from us that do photography on the side, which is one of the things that bring us joy. However, we need to make sure that what we are committing ourselves to aligns with our priorities. And although yes, committing to do some of these fun things like photographing a wedding or photographing a quince, those are not within our pillars. So unfortunately, yes, it could be very fun, but then on the flip side, it also can be very stressful for us. So then we say no, because we would be over committing ourselves if we did something like that. Now, when you are, when you have your priorities and your pillars in place, it is very easy for you to say no. Even if you think that like, no, you know, I'm a people pleaser by nature. I, I, I sometimes side on the fact that I could be a people pleaser oftentimes. And I think just me being in ministry for so long and serving and that being part of my calling, I have found myself saying yes to way too many things and really giving a lot more grace than I should. And then I fall into that like spiral of overcommitting, feeling burnt out and feeling like I've reached my capacity. And I recognize that, which is good because I've set my limits and I know what I have to work within. And when I extend myself too much, that's when I understand, hey, my energy levels crash. I need to refill my cup. Like I gave so much of myself today in my energy and myself, emotionally, physically, spiritually, I need to get filled back up. So I need to retreat. I need to say no to anything else that is going on for the rest of the day. And I need to come back and spend more time with God, spend more time with my family, do more things that bring me joy, maybe go for a walk or a hike or, you know, move my body so that that can fill my energy levels up again. And that also can fill my cup so that I can go out and do it over again. 
Now that's where we are learning what our capacity is. So next I wanna move into working within your capacity. Now that we understand the importance of saying no, let's explore the concept of working within your capacity. Now, the first step of that is having effective time management. Is this a challenge for you? Is this something you're like, let's say I have no concept of time. I don't have any time management whatsoever. Well, I'm going to actually rephrase this whole concept of time management. Everybody refers to it as time management. I like to refer to it as self-management because we cannot manage time because we all get the same 24 hours in a day. We all are on the same, you know, time concept, so to say, a minute is 60 seconds, an hour is 60 minutes. We have 24 hours in a day. We cannot change that. We cannot manage that. We cannot stop time. But what we can do is we can manage how we approach time. Now, working within your capacity involves effective self-management, creating a schedule that accounts also for your energy level. So looking at creating a schedule, putting systems into place that manage life, that manage your priorities, that manage your pillars, that manage your work life, all of that, having a schedule and systems in place. It's not just a matter of schedules, mind you, like, okay, you can have your Google calendar set like from this time and this time, this time and this time. You also have to have systems to support you. So what are those systems look like? Are you creating a weekly meal plan? You know, if you have people that come and support you in your home, like cleaning people, people that might be able to cook for you, are you managing them and creating that system that is there? And if you don't have that outside support, how are you creating a system within your family where you're not just the only one doing all of these things? If you are single and self-sufficient, okay, what type of system do you have in place to make sure that you are, you know, running your errands, that you are doing what you need to do on a daily basis? Are you maximizing some of the resources that can support you within that? Creating a weekly meal plan is great and making sure that you have everything that you need to cook at home for your meals is a way of creating a system. And it's also helping you to be uh, to to be self-sufficient, so to say. So having self that self-management, not time management, self-management. So use your most productive um, times also for challenging tasks. So within the self-management realm, you want to be able to utilize your time in a most effective way. So looking at your schedule and saying, when when are my energy levels intact? Like when can I, when, when am I most focused? Okay, when can you be the most creative. What environment do I need to be in to really focus on this task, this project, whatever it is that you need to do in order for you to be productive and get it done? Reserve that those less productive tasks or the lighter work for times when your energy levels aren't at its peak. And we'll get more into um, understanding our energy levels a little bit. I just want to kind of touch upon how you look at managing your your time or self-managing yourself under this, this area right here. So that the energy levels will kind of lend into this because that is a way of being self-managed and knowing that, hey, 
I tend to like completely crash after lunch. And that's maybe when you typically need that extra boost of caffeine, that second, uh, you know, cup of coffee that you might go for at the coffee pot, or you reheat your coffee for the rest of the day because you feel that lull or that crash because your energy levels have dropped and like you can't stay focused. You're, you know, kind of scrolling on the phone. You're doing things that are less productive. That's where you need to keep track of that and know that, hey, I I can't perform these high focus, you know, um, very challenging tasks after this time because that's typically when my energy levels drop. Now, the next thing in knowing your capacity, you have to make it a point to understand quality over quantity. Now, you need to understand that there is a quality of work that you need to put out, quality of tasks, quality of goals, and all of that versus quantity. You need to work within your capacity. You can give your best of the task at hand, leading to better results and personal satisfaction when you know that, hey, today I'm just going to focus on three goals for the day and I'm going to mark those off at the end of the day and I'm not going to give myself a huge big task of things to do. It is imperative that when you are, and this is, this can go back to creating those systems for yourself. Know that if you put a system in place where you write down your, your three top goals or your top priorities for the day, and you can say, Hey, so my number one priority today, I'll give you an example. My number one priority for today was to record this podcast was to complete my coaching call and was to go shopping for homecoming for my son's team. Cause we're doing something special for his team. Those were the three top priorities that I had for today. And I'm I'm checking off the first one by recording this podcast. I already went shopping for the things for the homecoming. So now like I just have one more task to complete. And then I've set all the goals, all my priorities for the day. And I make sure that those priorities, which are big, they're big, heavy things that have to absolutely have to get done for today. I prioritize my focus on those and I get those done first. And then I can go to my task list of all these other tasks that I have set for the day. And when I've done those three top priorities, my big three goals for the day, then I can start crossing off the other little tasks that I have. Sometimes things do roll over. Yes, sometimes stuff happens. Ish happens all the time. You know, you get a wrench thrown into your day and then you have to reevaluate. But if you are focused on these three big things. And it's like, okay, as long as I got these three things that were crucial to get done today, if I don't get to any of these tasks, it's okay. I'll roll them over for the next day. And understanding, like, don't give yourself a list of, you know, 50 things to do because it's the quality of the work that you do and the priorities that you get done versus like, oh, I got 50 things off of my list today. And you'll have those days where, you know what, you just like, bam, 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 bam. You had no distractions. Your focus was just like you were in that flow state of getting things done and you will be surprised. Like I have those days too. And when my husband comes home, I was like, hey, I had a great day today. Guess what? I got like 20 things done off of my list today because my energy levels were there. My focus was there. I had my priorities straight and aligned and I created a system to make sure that I worked within the system to get the things done. Now, let's delve in a little bit into going more and talking about these energy levels. Your energy levels play a crucial role in determining your capacity and what you're able to take on. 
Now, you need to recognize your peaks and valleys. And again, I'll go back and reiterate the fact that we have our our peaks and our valleys of like, hey, between this time, you know, some of you, it might be right when you wake up. My husband is amazing right when he wakes wakes up. He calls it like his golden hour of, hey, if you give me a task to do, like first thing when I wake up, like he can bust it out like that, like really, really quick. And he knows his energy levels. He knows his peaks. He knows his valleys for him. You know, the afternoon might be more of like, Hey, I'm kind of crashing here a little bit. This is like my Valley. And this probably isn't the best time of day for my energy levels. And for me to give something that requires so much focus, recognize when you're most energetic and try to tackle the important task during those times, save routines or less demanding work for your energy lulls. That's like your valleys. You want to focus on kind of not important stuff. Like even if, if it's tasks that you don't necessarily need your brain for, I, I we need our brain for everything, but I'm sure you guys can understand what I'm saying. You know, the things like think of your job, like what are the things that like you can do with your eyes closed? That's where it's like, okay, you want to put those things in that time frame of when you have that valley where your energy crashes. And there are tasks or things that you have to do that requires your utmost utmost focus and things that you can't, you know, make mistakes on things that you're really, you know, are big priorities for you. That's where you want to make sure that you are lining those up within the time frame of when your energy is at the best, when you're at the peak of your day. And another thing that kind of comes into play with these energy levels also is food intake and drink intake. Foods have a huge impact on your energy levels. If you go out to lunch and you're eating pizza, wings, you have a beer or a soda, when you come back, you're going to have a huge crash, maybe one to two hours right after that lunch. And your focus is going to be shot. You're going to feel that you need that extra cup of coffee or whatnot. That's where it is very important to look at you know, days where you really need to be at your best. And what are you putting in your body? Did you exercise that day to get those endorphins going to give you that extra boost of energy throughout the day? Are you hydrating? Are you, are, is all you had for the day, um, soda and coffee? Are you on a caffeine high? Are you, you know, the energy drink person that, you know, Hey, in order for me to go, I need to do this. Like, your your body eventually is going to crash and it's going to crash hard if you are not giving your body the resources that it properly needs. Making wise choices when you eat, especially during your lunch, even your breakfast. Breakfast and lunch are very important. All your meals are very important. But when you are trying to be productive and you are trying to understand what is in your capacity, these are things that you have full control over is what you put inside your body, what you drink, making sure that you're drinking enough water, that you're not relying on caffeine all the time to keep you functioning. Now, this kind of goes in also in managing your energy levels to making sure that you are doing proper self-care, prioritizing self-care to maintain your energy levels. That goes again with the whole food intake, but also getting enough sleep, your, your diet, exercise, taking brain breaks. I call them brain breaks. Like I, I can go about a good 15 minutes focused, like completely on a task with no distractions 
And when I'm kind of in that workhorse, like hustle mode, I will set a timer for like 50 minutes. And then I take like a 10 minute break. And if I need to look at my phone, answer an email, I'll do it then. Um, If I need to get up and move, go get a snack or, you know, a drink of water or something like that, I'll do it then. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, let me set the timer again for another 50 minutes. So understanding that your mind and your body need to rest at times and knowing what your productivity timeframe is, but prioritizing self-care and making sure that you're doing that. Now, some of you are listening and you're like, well, Leslie, that's great for you. Like you don't have a two-year-old at home or you're not nursing a baby or doing, you know, what, whatever it is that you're challenged with and making sure you get enough sleep or eat right and whatnot. You're just, you know, filling on a cup of, of a, a coffee pot. You keep filling up because you were up all night with your, your screaming baby who's colicky or whatever. Know and understand that you're just in a different season right now too. And you have to do what works for your season also. So a lot of these things can be tweaked based on the season of life that you're in. If you're a mom of little ones right now, your your pillars and your priorities are going to look very different. And what I am sharing with you, you can put some of these things in place. Like, I mean, you do have control of making sure that you eat right. You don't have control of when your child gets up in the middle of the night. So you're lacking sleep, but are you making sure that you eat right? So that even that food can sustain you because if you're not eating right and you're not getting enough sleep, that's like a double whammy right there. That is just causing you to spiral. Are you squeezing in exercise time when you can? And again, you're like, Leslie, did you not hear me? I have a nine month old that keeps me up all night. Like go take that baby on a walk. A simple 20 minute walk a day can make the world of difference for you. Just move your body, get your two-year-old, take him to the park, chase him around the park, put him up and down the, uh, the slide, push him back and forth on the swings. Make it a point to move your body. Does it need to be an hour session at the gym where you're lifting weights and on the cardio and, you know, on the, on your um, Peloton bike? No, figure out what is within your control right now and figure out what you can do within your capacity. Again, that goes back to understanding your capacity. If you're a mom of little ones right now, you probably don't have that time to go to the gym and do the things that you want to do. But I bet you, you have, a lot of time to take your kids to the park and run them wild, chase them, push them on the swings, do all of those physical things with them. And you will release those endorphins that allow you to have those energy peaks that you need to sustain your day and be able to be within your capacity of where you're at right now. Now, There are both advantages and disadvantages of working within your capacity. And I kind of want to look at some of the pros really quick and working with your capacity. It leads to reduced stress, improved kind of work life. Um, And there, I don't want to say work-life balance because you don't ever balance, but working within your capacity and within your priorities and your pillars, and you have better results overall. It allows you to focus on what truly matters to you and it will enhance your overall well-being. I mean, why not try some of these things? Why not put some of these things in place, some of these systems and some of these recommendations? Now, yes, there are tons of pros to this, but then there also can be a con. And I say a con because I literally only came up with one con in knowing and understanding your capacity. And on the downside of it is that you might miss out on opportunities. 
you might have FOMO, basically. That's really the only con that it comes out to because you might have to say no to, you know, girls night out with your friends. You might have to say no to photographing a quince or a wedding. (laughs) You might have to say no to going to Disneyland for the day or going to the beach or, you know, going to a party or you might have to say no to opportunities that could expand your career because it's just not within your pillar. So those are really only, that's the only one con that I really could think of is just FOMO and missing out on opportunities. But I truly believe that God's timing is always right on time. And whether it's saying no at that time, maybe again, you're a mom with young kids and, you know, traveling for opportunities, maybe to go speak or do this or, you know, whatever opportunities there are ahead of you saying no, you might have some FOMO in it, but I really believe that God's destiny for your life and for your calling, that if you don't feel that the timing is right, then it's not aligned with God because God will always make it feel right for you. And you also might encounter some resistance from others, especially when you're looking to create boundaries. I think it's very important for you to maybe have conversations with people too. So I guess that somewhat can be a con on the flip side is that you might have to encounter some uncomfortable conversations with people when you create boundaries and limit what your capacity is and saying no to people. That also, I, I I just kind of thought of that right now too, but that also might be another con. So let's go with there's two cons in knowing your capacity. I just um, want to give you guys some time. It's going to take time. It's going to take trial and error, sometimes determining your capacity. It's a process. You really have to figure it out. And that's where you just got to create the system that works for you. Keep track of it. Journal. Journal the times that you feel you know crappy. Journal the foods that you eat so you can see like, hey, when I ate pizza at lunch, I crashed really hard afterwards. Um, and don't be afraid to like experiment with different approaches until you figure out what works best for you. Take time to assess your strengths and your weaknesses also, and what your personal limits are. Be honest with yourself on what you can handle. And just in closing out this episode in knowing your capacity, know that it's a life skill that all of us should learn at one point. It took me a long time to kind of tweak and understand one, what my pillars were. And then second, what I am willing to sacrifice and what I am willing to set boundaries around. It involves understanding when to say no, working within your capacity, managing your energy levels and making informed choices about your commitments and what those priorities are in your life. So the self-awareness can lead to a more fulfilling and balanced life. Remember that it's not about doing more. It is about doing what matters most for you. I just want to say thank you for listening to another episode. I want to encourage you. If you need space to kind of write some of these goals down that you have, if you need space to really start setting priorities straight in your life, having gratitude and including prayer in your life and trying to expand your capacity to bring in the good things into your life, I want to encourage you click the link in the show notes so that you can get your very own uh, joyful order journal. It's a gratitude goals and prayer journal. And this will be a great tool to help you begin to create those systems in your life to give you space of knowing and understanding your capacity and allowing you to start chasing the things that are good in your life. 
bringing in those pillars and allowing you to grow your capacity. So click the link, get your hands on a joyful order journal now. And until next time, go chase joy.